What is going on, gamers? We are live here. XP Share coming back at you after a semi long extended break. It feels like forever. How y'all doing? Yeah. Welcome back, guys. Welcome Let's back. Go. Kyle's back with the yeah. crew where he belongs. Yeah, feels good to be back, baby. Let's go. How was how was your trip? It was it was with really good. Group. It was really hot. Um, we spent a week down in Texas, uh, me and my boys, and it was so dumb because before going down there, we saw that there was going to be a week where it was going to be like 105 or 110 over every day that week. But it was supposed to come like it was either a week before or a week after we were there. And so I was like, oh, we'll just nearly miss it. And we got there and it shifted. And then every day from the day we got there until the exact day we left, it was 105 degrees or more. And then the day we left, it went back down to mid 90s. It Dang. was awful. But we did a lot of cool shit. Ooh, we went to Medieval Times. We went to go see the Austin Football Club at their home stadium. Uh, we went to the Retro Games show. I met S Fan from OTK because he was there. We bought a bunch of magic cards, opened them up, played a bunch of video games, hung out. I mean, it was a good ass time. I was probably fucked up like six out of the seven days we were there. Yeah, yes. it was a good ass time, brother. Don't yeah, talk about it. Was, I had a I had a good time. I enjoyed it a lot. It was a much needed break, but I am glad to be home. It's it's always like that, man. It, you take some time off, but there's something about vacation. Even if you spend the whole thing relaxing, chilling, coming back home is needed you just need some time away away yeah. from being away facts dude that is true oh yeah well, what about you mike you 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 went somewhere over the past weekend too right yeah you went to the uh yeah a couple of, you went to the ago. festival right yeah it was like it was like in the city it's a city a random city called Leggett. Like it was like three hours like uh, three hours yeah like it yeah, well it's not really a city it's more so just 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 the woods i guess but it's like it's like three and a half hours north of here and um but like getting going on the way there we ran into this uh this uh, an actual city called laytonville laytonville and i thought that it was a sun downtown i don't know if you guys know what that is but i was kind of freaked out when i went to the city <laughs> uh and so we we ended up having to we ended up having so we we drove through laytonville got to the festival and then realized that we showed up six and a half hours too early. Ooh. Oh my. So <laughs> we, we were sitting outside the gate. Like, what are we going to do? We ended up taking a nap for two hours, got bored, drove back to Laytonville, <laughs> uh, and then found out that Laytonville actually isn't a sundown town. It's a weed town. So we hung out yeah. for a few hours. Oh shit! Got some food. Met some of like the locals. It was actually it's actually a pretty dope, pretty dope town. If you ever want to get away, that's probably a great. Place what to uh? Go. What was this festival you were at? Uh, it was a uh, so it's a festival that two of my friends uh, they they started putting on back in mm -hmm. 2019. Uh, so at first it was kind of just uh, just friends wanting to hang out and listen to music. But then again, it became a little more popular. So they uh, allowed they they basically found a new space, which is up in Leggett, uh, and allows for like up to like 125 people. Oh, really? And we actually sold out this year. So there were 125 people, and it's all word of mouth. Let's There's no go, marketing online or public marketing. So there's all friends of friends of friends that 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 That's showed really up. Dope. Uh, and it was it was a lot of fun, man. We we 
We went hard for three oh, days. Oh yeah, brother. That I mean, those are yeah. the kind of things that that year over year end up turning into the huge festivals. Because that's that's where you exactly. build community, man. It's it's not about money. It's not about you know capitalism at all. It's about people and connection and the love of the craft. And I mean, that's where it's at. Yep, that's it. We're one hundred percent on the button. Damn. Hell yeah. I do have one more point about Texas, and I'm gonna say it with my chest. Dallas is the worst city that I've ever been to. <laughs> Dallas is yes. dog shit, brother. Dallas, Dallas is awful. And I, I was fighting somebody on this the other day. But the funny thing is, out of all the people that I've talked to about Dallas, only one group of people disagreed with me, and those are the people that lived in Dallas. <laughs> but like, of course, it's awful. Of course, it's like uh, it, it, it's it's bad, man. It's fucking gross. It yeah. smells. The buildings are old and shitty. Everything's gray or brown and like this this yep. weird shit. There's no water anywhere. There's like zero signs of non-capital life. Everyone there is either working or miserable or wanting to fucking kill themselves. Yes. It's terrible. Even the scooters <laughs> in that city suck. We went in and we were like, oh, let's ride some of those bird scooters around. And it was awful. And then we drove by and I saw some dude literally folded over like a piece of fucking fresh printer paper pants down shitting on a tree it was crazy I, that was kind of wild but like there's nothing redeeming about dallas and i i thought about it for a second and i was like you know what maybe maybe i'm being too harsh and then i went to austin and austin is like a it's it's like a progressive mecca it's this wonderful mm -hmm. city full of like young progressive people there's life there's greenery it's colorful the buildings look nice there's a lot of shit to do there's a lot of water around um so much better dallas awful hate it i I, th I thought nothing could take kansas city for like the the title of worst city i've ever been to but dallas does it for sure <laughs> jesus yep. christ i'd have to agree i would have to agree 100 I, I went to dallas for a funeral some years ago and all i remember me and my dad was looking at each other like why is everyone in such a bad mood here yep like, it's everyone bad, we man. came across was just was just literally, literally everyone was having the worst day Ever like, like this because they are they the city's the terrible in Dallas, brother. I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. God, dude. So I'm so glad you said that. I feel the exact same way. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm so glad, man. I I've been spreading the word. I'm trying to find other people that hate Dallas <laughs> so I can fucking validate myself. Can I soapbox? Please. <laughs> oh, shit. so episode eight everybody talking about mm -hmm. online gaming communities uh, so we already had this episode we had part one of this episode uh anyone want to give us a little a little bite-sized summary of what was talked about yeah uh welcome back custom charlotte how's it going missed you um hope your I'm past good. three How weeks were good it's a big uh, call uh, i feel that out here in Arizona, we're melting over here. Oh, you guys are fucking hurting, man. I've got a friend in Arizona whose AC just busted in his house, and he's had it without a week. Or he's had without... He's been without AC for a week, and he's suffering. Oh. He's absolutely suffering right now, and it's it's fucking awful. Luckily, he he makes bank, so he spent a lot of time over in uh, in Wrexham watching their, you know, their soccer games, but his house is like hell on earth, is what he told me. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. Yeah. I um I went to um South Lake Tahoe for that weekend. I was gone when Mike was gone too, so that temperature change was a little weird as well. Yeah. Um but anyways, so a little bit of a recap. Um and 
Mike and Charlotte, feel free to jump in because my memory sucks a little bit. Um, so we went over we went over a little bit about uh, MMOs and the gaming, like really early MMOs and how those gaming communities kind of started. We compared the uh, the rise of forums going into Ventrilo, TeamSpeak, all those Damn. voice ones coming back into Discord. Um, we were talking about the debate of um, what specifically is a gaming community or does a game dictate their own community kind of thing. So is technically xbox live call of duty its own little niche gaming community kind of stuff um we talked mm-hmm. about technological advancements coming from that end especially the voice uh social media uh all that stuff and then um uh communities as well that's like uh, the like like the the, the different communities you, just, you create and how yeah kind of kind of just like the 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 dynamics of how people's mental has changed over the years with how everything else has changed around it, including, uh, but not limited to, of course, the big surge of content creators. Yeah. Cloud chasers. Cloud chasers. (laughs) Yeah. I think that, I think that's mostly where we left off talking about cloud chasers. Um, we dove a little bit into esports, but I think we're going to probably start a little bit, there because we only got about halfway through it um what Uh, what else was was our consensus about like uh you know where we were and where we are now what's the general idea that you guys landed on in your last episode for just about like in terms of communities and how they've changed i mean is there a consensus here about whether it's better or worse i would like Uh, to hear what you guys think about that we it was more of a, it was more of a, like, I wouldn't say a relative perspective coming from everybody, depending on what you're talking about. But I think the overall was consensus was things have kind of shifted to be not only more secluded and niche, but sometimes mm-hmm. more toxic at the same time. Um, but then again, there's not even though there's more ways to communicate with people, I think we kind of came to the same conclusion that people don't really talk to each other much outside of, yeah. if you're not like, if you, if you don't have the same interest, like people don't really talk much to each other anymore, you know? Yeah. So I have something I kind of want to bring up that might, that might like jump us into the rest of these things. It's more of a general topic. Um, I feel like we as a society have have kind of moved into this spot where we just, like you said, don't talk to people very much. Um, I I think back in the day, especially with old school MMOs, I mean, it was a totally different place, a different time. Um, You know, games used to be social. People used to come together to figure things out. Um, Community forums were amazing. Um, There's a lot of culture there that is sadly now lost because those websites, a lot of them don't exist anymore. a lot of content was made uh, just for the love of the game. And now I think that, you know, as a side point, I I think a lot of the content that's getting made is now money focused. Everything's become capital. It's, you know, it's not for the love of it anymore. And the things that are for the love of it don't get pushed out like they should. Um, But more 
specifically in terms of how society has changed and how we don't talk to each other, even on the street as much. I mean, we've kind of reached this, this level where everything is like LA where everyone's kind of, you know, minding their own business. No one gives a shit about what's going on around them. Everyone's looking at their phones. Do you guys think that, that the time we spent like in lockdown and the things that happened during COVID kind of affected people's general, like, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, you think COVID-19 affected someone's willingness to be able to interact with one another? Because I feel like a lot of us yeah. receded inwards I, I in think real life. And, and I feel like a, some of it might extend into the digital world, too. I think it really hurt our desire to connect with people because we kind of receded into ourselves. You know, we became hermits. Everyone got locked inside. And everyone was talking for a while about how we... You know, we wanted to go out and live our lives and be social again, but I feel like a lot of us are still kind of reeling from that. And do you think that has anything to do with this, these online communities and these games kind of shifting how they're played and how they exist? Or do you think that's a totally separate thing? I think it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword. Like when it, I feel like when COVID started and people like actually started staying inside, like the quote unquote outgoing people were more secluded inside. I think <laughs> I I want to I want to say that like online yeah. kind of like grew like just online communication in general kind of grew. But yes. now that COVID's you know quote unquote ending, whatever whatever thought process you have on that. I don't know about that, man. There's a um, new fucking variant coming around now again. Oh God. Of course there is. Yeah. But even, even now, like what, two, three years later, like we're still, I don't, I don't think we have that same interaction or activity that we had at the start of COVID. If that makes yeah. sense. Mm. But another thing that we were talking about too, on the other side of, people just not talking to each other online in general is um, and I think we also touched on this a little bit um, a few podcasts ago too, is how much more you're willing to play a video game now, not for the video game, but for playing with somebody else. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. If I could jump in and I can give you a little tiny bit of like academic, research that's been on the pandemic absolutely so obviously, I'd love that so obviously for my PhD I tried to I'm trying to avoid the pandemic because the pandemic is such <laughs> its own sort of little bubble of research in itself but yep. from what I've seen of it is um as you you're right basically is that the people who were extroverted kind of like flopped a little bit and they were like what do I yeah. do what is the internet <laughs> I've never been on it to talk to anybody you know I only go outside but then everybody who was introverted really thrived they became more like sociable. So like a lot of the children, because there's a lot of research about kids, when kids went to school um, online, some of them actively did better in the classes because they weren't having to physically participate. They could mm. put their hand up digitally. They could type it. They didn't have to actually say it out loud. Um, so a lot of kids thrived on that. And then like a bit of personal experience is um, I'd finished my undergraduate degree during the pandemic. And I was the only person out of a class of 30 who the teachers actually said that I thrived because I was the only one who had a backup plan that didn't involve oh. being outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
that's good though. <laughs> Everybody had like a yeah. you had to do like a live performance sort of thing, and everyone was like, "Wow, I'm gonna do this," and you know, I'm gonna set up here with all my cameras, and I'd already decided that I was gonna do something online anyway. So when it all sort of went to pot and everybody couldn't do anything i was like let me help you with that let's see if we can do it online <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah i i i and i'll say man i was definitely one of those people who was affected as like i consider i consider myself more extrovert than introvert and when the pandemic happened and first of all at the beginning of the pandemic i moved to oakland just so I could oh. be closer to the bar that I was DJing at on a weekly basis. Yo, like that was a whole reason why I moved. I bet that messed some shit up for you, man. Oh, 100 percent And then like a week after I moved, I'm like everything shut down. So I was like, oh, so I guess I'm just in the house now. But once, you know, a year and a half or so later, once everything was starting to kind of open up, yeah, there were days where where I would normally go, yeah, let's go out. And I'm like, I'm chilling. <laughs> Yeah, you started and I, and I, experience. I started, I started getting no, I started being okay with just being in the house. Yeah, um, dude. So that fucked me up so bad. So this is gonna, this is gonna full circle. I promise. So I, when COVID happened, stayed inside all the time. It was like, yeah. it was like a fucking sunspot that just landed on my forehead. It was like God was speaking to me. I was like, listen, I have no desire to go outside anyway. <laughs> I now have an excuse. I'm going to stay inside because I, I was already in the thick of streaming like every day, you know, like that was it happened right uh, like almost a year after I started streaming a year after I'd spent every day, like literally almost every day in a year streaming for at least six hours a night. And I oh. was I was just invested and that was unhealthy in itself. But so I stayed inside. I embraced my introvert and I didn't do any thinking about what drawbacks that would have for me as a person and i learned a lot about that and i'm still learning a lot about that in you know this this process of recovery post lockdown post covid sure, sure. and sure. one of the things that i realized uh in in locking myself up like this is having social experiences online is not a one-to-one -one, like experience it's it's not you don't gain as much online as you do from interacting with people in person it's different and social skills i have found out are something that you have to train like a muscle it's something that you have to you have to get out there you have to experience otherwise they will atrophy they, they will become less strong and so at the end of that period when i finally like i got a new job that was not working from home and i had to leave the house and I had to go interact with people. I felt like the biggest hermit of all time. Like even basic interactions with people made me super anxious. And I was like, what is wrong with me? I, you know, I've always kind of dealt with social anxiety a little bit, but it's never been this bad until I realized I just had to get out there. And the more I talked to people, the more I interacted, the more I kind of like trained that muscle. I got better at it again. And now I'm, I'm somewhere in between where I was and where I, you know, where I fucking want to be. But it's definitely there are repercussions to having to sit inside for so long, whether you intend for them to be or not. And I think one thing in terms of online communities that we are going to see moving forward is not only that the adults that were stuck inside are going to be different online as we interact with each other, but as we see these kids come up online, we're seeing a lot of issues with kids in online communities being these, you know, little brats. They're just ruining shit all over the place. And I think that 
the the repercussions of keeping our youth outside of a social public system like a school we're going to continue to feel for the coming years because it, it's such a big mental change and those kids are kids they don't understand the repercussions of what happened i mean we barely understand the repercussions of what happened to them yeah. and so i yeah. feel like those kids are going to have such a monumental effect on how our online communities exist especially as they grow up we don't know how that's going to you know, continue to manifest itself as they get older. Um, they might end up in a totally different social place than us. And, I, you know, it might be really hard to acclimate to that. I, I don't know. It's just, it's something I've thought about. Like, there are a lot of really annoying kids. And I think a lot of that annoyingness comes from this lack of, of you know, social ability, of this, you know, total upending of their lives and, you know, yeah. fucking ruining their social aspects. I don't know. Well, it also doesn't help that oh, a lot of kids nowadays are glued to a fucking technological device, whether they like it or not, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think know. that's going to slow down anytime soon. I think that's going to keep getting Ooh. worse. I think COVID. Oh, absolutely. I think COVID definitely like activated the fast track on some of that and stuck a lot of people inside. And then they were required to be on the computer to do everything at school as opposed to just parts of it. Um, you know, they couldn't go outside. It just, it reinforced all that. And we have so many things like technology wise, which is another thing that we are going to, to struggle to understand the consequences of in the next decade of, you know, putting an iPad in front of a fucking two year old, man. They're sitting there watching YouTube kids racking up revenue for some fucking predator on the internet. And it's like, how does that shape your brain? Yeah. How, and I'm not going to be the guy that comes in and says that's necessarily a bad thing. I think there are benefits, perhaps, to, you know, a lifestyle like that, to being raised on technology from an early age. I'm, I'm not sure we have the infrastructure to, you know, or the understanding to really care for those people and to, to make sure that they have optimal growth. But there's, there's a lot there, man. It's, it's complicated. We're in a new era right now. I think looking at the world now as compared to you know a decade ago two decades ago the further away you get you realize we've come a really long fucking way even in the last couple years i mean I, I would i would go out on a limb and say this world pre-covid is almost entirely different than it was post-covid oh, there is so absolutely. much different about my life that i would imagine can be extrapolated to a general population I, the world is a different place and it's going to continue to move that way and and i think that effect on our communities is, is very understated. I think there's a lot that we don't understand and that we're, we're going to struggle to understand, but. Well, uh, it's actually good. You kind of ended on that too, because uh, Charlotte has some actual uh, survey documentation that um, I'm sure she would love to share. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as you guys know, um, when we left off on the last podcast, um, I left a little link to a survey that's going to be part of my PhD research. And please do feel free to um, keep spilling it in. I'm going to keep it open until the end of September. Um, but what I did is for this one is um, I've tried to collate a couple of the general themes that people seem to be kind of bringing up. Um, so what the main ones are, the six points. Um, so we have two positive ones, that people found it easier to interact online than they did in real life. That seems to be like a big thing, one of the bigger positives of, of um, you know, being part of a community. 
mm-hmm. and uh, there was a lot of talk about introversion, and I think that also can kind of be mirrored um, with the idea of neurodivergency as well. I think that's something that I didn't want to particularly put in the research, but I think a lot of people who have anxiety, depression, um, any sort of mental health seem to do better online. They seem to um, I can vouch be for able that. to sort of yeah, <laughs> they seem to work through their their feelings and their emotions, especially a lot also life sorry, lifestyle choices. So people who who want to maybe portray a different gender online, they seem to do much better with it being able to kind of have like a bridge between having to physically go out and tell people to just sort of mm. like pretend it'd be someone else online and seeing how that fits. Yeah, makes sense. Um, um do I'm... you is that like in a Google form? Because it might help if it... you post it in the chat. That way people can pop in and maybe fill it out. Yeah. Let me responses. go go find the link. Um because I made an announcement a while ago. I forgot to repost it. <clears throat> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, can, I, I know we I have can a couple copy people. the link then if you want. Um I just don't know what I posted, but I can send you the link again. Um, I'll just I'll post it, um, just in in DMs. <laughs> but there's another link. There we go. Perfect. Um, we, do we have link protection on in this channel? Um, I'm gonna try. Boom. Let's... Oh no. Let's go. Okay. Nope. Chat. <laughs> if you guys could go fill that out. Oh, I pasted it twice. Oops. If you guys could go fill that out, it'd be great. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm hoping to get um just shy of 100 responses which is quite a lot um but i think any help is really helpful and um maybe once i've kind of finished it all i'd love to kind of like send you guys the i'm doing a video series all these things i think it's going to be helpful i hope you know um yeah i want to see every everything you have on this like i'm i'm excited to see what what data you found what you know Basically, I want to read your whole thing. I want to read your dissertation, dude. GD. It's going to be 100,000 words. Are you ready for that? I am absolutely ready. JD's embracing his inner scientist. He's ready. He's like, I am intrigued by your data. But yeah, if I'm able to um, be more involved than just a survey, um, I'm doing interviews after September where um, basically I just want to hear people's personal stories about being in online communities, whether that's good or bad. Um and that's gonna kind of be an extra additional part as well. So if anybody's interested in that as well, and obviously I could share the videos and stuff. We're gonna do some cool things, I hope, with them. Yeah. Yeah, let me okay. let me know when you launch that. I'll um I'll post that around as well and get you some more people. Um Oh yeah. Yeah, I say um I've left like a contact bit at the bottom of the survey and I'm gonna get in contact with people at the end of September. Um, if they if they you know left anything for me to speak to them, um, well, it's gonna probably take me a while to make all the videos, but um, I'm hoping to be done maybe by the start of next year. <laughs> all going well. Of course. Um, um, as far as as far as the question <laughs> is helping somebody on a game as a way to bond as the same as changing a tire today, I think we kind of touched on that in the beginning too, with what Kyle was saying. It's what, what do you, what do you guys think? Like, I, I personally think like 
if you're coming as like a stranger kind of perspective, like you're helping some random person change their tire, as in you're helping some random person in their way through a game, I think honestly nowadays, I'd say yeah, there's there's a little more of a connection there. Right? I I think it I feel like it's probably easier to create a connection. Um I think we were having a discussion before about how it's easier to build a friendship if you're if you're if you're talking to someone in person and you're kind of just having small talk, if you kind of become a little stale at some point and you kind of just like, all right, well, goodbye, stranger, and conversation's over. Whereas online, those conversations can go on forever. forever and, yeah. even, and, and, and even if it does become stale, it's not it's not as awkward. It's not like you're like looking that person in the face. Maybe there's something. <laughs> maybe you're doing something that that's got you distracted, or both of you, are, uh, you know, playing a game or whatever. It's just there. There's it's 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 more opportunity to kind of fill that dead space. Yeah. So it's, yeah, yeah, makes sense. I think you. I think you're completely right about the whole like. Um, if I'm just picturing, you know, you're stranded on on a motorway and you need your tire changing, someone might come up and help you, and you, you might have a bit more of a deeper feeling about that. You might be like, "Wow, I can't believe some strangers come and help me." But I don't think you kind of have that um, deepness. I'm gonna call it. It's probably the wrong word. When it came to someone helping on the game, you'd be like, "Oh, thanks, man. You know, thanks for helping me out." Um, but then, like, once they've changed the tire, it would be a separate ways. You know. Unless, unless it was like, oh my god, I've met the love of my life. You know, people have had that. Sure. <laughs> true, <laughs> true. I think it's pretty rare. Um, where I think online, once you kind of had that help, you might be like, can I keep in touch with you? You know, can we maybe do this again? Yeah. And I think it's that conversation starter. I I found myself uh, enjoying. I mean, I, I I tend to gravitate someone towards someone who can teach me something but also not be not 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 have an ego about it so i guess maybe the real answer is it depends on it depends on you know the, that person's ego right because if you're if you're giving constructive criticism about something and the other person that you're giving it to can can take it as such then it's fine whereas yeah. if it's like hey look guys i'm better than you all right so here's what you need to do okay it's just communicate communication is a two-way street right you know you know if you if you know how to how to navigate those waters properly, you know it's 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 pretty difficult to to not you know to not have find and keep friends. Uh, I mean, yeah. they, Nico for an example. I mean, people naturally gravitate towards this guy because he's always so kind about everything. It's like, oh no, it's you know it's cool. I got feedback. You give me feedback. It's all good, man. At the end of the day, like he always has a positive attitude towards all that. So and so people will gravitate towards him because of that. Even if he's telling you next time do this or next time try it that way, I'm sure the feedback may not necessarily work, but the way that he's delivering it is is undeniable. It's, he's he's yeah. nice about it. Yeah. Uh like Tenebris and Chet, um going on to the back to the question, not always, but sometimes yes, more on that connection can even grow stronger outside of games. So it's like I think it's very situational. Again, like Charlotte said, you can meet the give me the fucking love of your life changing the tire kind of shit um but um to your point uh juice about like giving people advice and um quote-unquote helping with game like there is there is that ego factor there is those people who are like oh if you do it this way this is the correct way this is you know 
and then there's mm-hmm. uh, there's always those and then there's always that set of people who are like you know i don't i don't want to hear your advice i don't want to hear what you have to say just let me play and figure out the game for myself so it's again it's a it's a different world and um (laughs) i think that perfectly segues over into the whole competitive gaming and esports kind of um true kind of sense of like especially when it comes to when it comes to coaches nowadays too it's like i know so many people who still say that coaches for esports teams like are completely irrelevant and it's just like no <laughs> like it's 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 a competitive environment you need like you need someone there analyzing everybody else outside of the current state of the game. So it's there's again, there's just that there's always there's always gonna be a mental disconnect between somebody, but the generalization of whether or not you're gonna have a better interaction on the outside, helping somebody change a tire versus introverted helping somebody play a game, I think it's completely relative to the situation because you're i mean you're not gonna like you're you're not exactly going to you know ask a stranger on the internet like hey what like unless you're talking to like a content creator that you want to interact with or something you're not gonna talk to somebody on reddit and post something like hey how do i how do i do this in a certain game unless you're really stuck versus again changing a tire which is kind of just ad hoc oh that guy's on the side of the road i'm gonna help him kind of thing has anyone in here actually stopped and like helped a stranger change their tire i have no <laughs> i'm so high on tire oh old ladies, oh, old ladies are fine i I'm i feel more like a... yeah go ahead sorry uh, I was just gonna say I usually walk old ladies like across like rooms when they're, they're a bit slower and they're worried someone's gonna bump into them. I've done that yeah. quite a lot. I, I think I've turned into that sort of person. Um, my mom's like, I can't believe you just walk at this woman like across like a whole um, shopping mall. <laughs> if if I didn't live in the United States, I think it might be different. But I always have this like weird innate fear when I see someone like on the side of the road. Where I'm like, you know what? If I get out to help them, there's probably about a thirty percent chance that they end up murdering me or robbing me. And, <laughs> oh, you know, it's just fake or whatever. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just I'm on my way to work. I I'm not gonna be late. Let's just keep moving. <laughs> I, like, I think, I think that's shot. another part of I think that's another part of the the community shit that's just like really hard to keep up with is distrust of fellow human beings. I think at least in the United States in terms of like our political landscape and the way that we're moving as a society, I think a lot of people have become distrustful of people outside their normal circles, um, which has had impacts on a lot of different things. Um, I feel like there's a lot of anger online because of that. There's a lot of anger in real life, but it's easier to express online because you're not connected to your, you know, your physical presence, your, your identity in real life. Um, and I it's, feel like a lot of people are hesitant to connect with one another because they've been okay with what they've had for so long. Um, and I, I think that manifests itself in a lot of different ways, you know, that it, it made shit like, uh, you know, meeting people and dating hard. It makes chatting with people in online communities a little bit harder and people are just angry. I think 
that it's actually really funny that you bring that up because one of my buddies who has been playing call of duty with one of his friends for a long time i probably seven plus years kind of like me and juice apparently he just found out that his friends sort of rich on his aspect and his oh, buddy shit. his buddy basically said that he would give him money to build a new computer and being me and my other friend are kind of where we were talking to him about it and my buddy was just coming from the aspect of I'm not used to people being nice and shit. He's probably going to he's probably going to try to murder you or something. Like he wants he wants some kind of value for what he's going to give you. Like he's he's coming from the aspect of again, it's weird that people are being nice that he wants to give you this money to just out of the goodness of his heart. Like that's that's where people mm. are at nowadays. Yeah. Which is really sad, honestly. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So sad. I mean, there's really so much. I feel like I feel like we could go off in an, in, a, in another XP share tangent discussing this <laughs> because there's I mean, just the personalities of gamers. I mean, and people in general, sure, but we're we're, we're speaking from our perspective, right? So I, you know, there's there's a butt ton of things we can say. You know, to, to that degree, that'll that'll just branch off into <laughs> seventeen other subjects. Yeah. Next thing you know, we'll be talking about quantum physics. One, you know, wondering how, how we got. Damn, there. <laughs> bro. bro! I went to go see Oppenheimer, and I walked out of that fucking theater thinking, you know what? I'm gonna go buy a physics textbook. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> learn a bunch of shit that I forgot in my AP physics classes, and I'm gonna start studying quantum physics, and I'm gonna be so smart. And then I haven't done any of that. <laughs> Anyway, so really one one point one point we have on um on our little note sheet too uh is the uh lack of a better term the upcoming of cross platform and cross community kind of interactions how how has that how do you guys think that's impacted just those communities in general people people are now able to play xbox and playstation together pc and console you know again more and more people are talking to each other in that aspect but is yeah. it is it a positive thing at the end of the day yes 100 percent. it should have happened sooner true it should have happened I, sooner i think it's a positive thing but one thing that i have noticed in my personal like anecdotal experience is that i feel like i've never seen an increase in like social interaction because of something like that you know you're not going to see that kind of stuff in like call of duty because that shit's toxic and it's always going to be toxic but <laughs> i feel like i just it, I've seen it in a lot of places but i haven't seen any like increase of social activity because of it you know I feel like it's just when people look at that, the the thought that they have isn't that, oh, more people to meet. It's that, oh, I can fill my lobbies easier because there's more people to play with and work <laughs> shit on. True. Like that that's always the thought. I it, that that's an interesting thing. Um you, you would think that people would get excited at the the social aspects, but that's that's not what I've seen. Or even thought about really. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm guilty of it too. 
I, I always say that I've always said that, you know, like the, the success of Modern Warfare in 2019 with Warzone going cross platform, uh, I think was huge, huge, because whenever I would play Modern Warfare 2019, like just if I'm playing pubs, you know, you, you can see like the icons to see their Xbox, PlayStation or PC. Yep. And you almost always will see a combination of the two, especially on Call of Duty. Yep. But then I thought to myself. With how popular uh, Blackout was on console and having it die on PC pretty fast, how it would it's interesting to think about how popular, how much more popular Call of Duty could have become earlier if only Blackout were pro were cross plat uh, as well. Um, yeah, true. I mean, it, 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 it can keep that, games alive for sure. That, that game was great, in my opinion. And, and so I, I think, I think that there's, there's, um, there's definitely positives to it. Uh, I do also love the whole like PC master race argument that <laughs> that keeps happening as well. I I, I love how before crossplay was a thing, PC players swore that they would scrape console players all like off the ground like fucking old gum. And then bro, the second I do though, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I love I, I, I love those arguments. Those Xbox bro. PlayStation kids, man. That you know what? I don't care what game it is. Like have fun using your two little joysticks, brother. I got full. <laughs> Six degrees of freedom, fucking. I'll snap on your head, take your ass out, and you know, send you to bed. Yeah, there we go. Spam crouch on your face. Let's get it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I, I love that argument. I think, I think, I think it's, I think it keeps things fresh. Yeah, you know, you, you got, you got, you got to have that, that, that healthy, that, that healthy banter. I got a, I got a quick uh, aside for you guys that we can talk about real quick. Um. So there's been a lot of discussion in the esports scenes um, about the role of villains in in these communities. Uh, there's like a lot of. So back in the day, we used to have a lot of people, uh, specifically in like the league esports community, where um, you know we would have villains that would trash talk a lot, that would shit on people, would BM all the time, and it would create these narratives where you know there was a villain. And the villain would be at, uh, you know, in danger of getting toppled, and it created all these interesting narratives. Do you, how do you guys feel about this idea of like this villain, this instigator in communities like that? Do you think that that that's a that's a helpful thing, or do you think that they'd be better off without it? Because we've seen a lot of games these days move in uh, a way that is, for lack of a better term, like more politically correct um there's there's a lot of games where you can't you know teabag people because that's that's bad sportsmanship um sportsmanship in itself has grown to be such this this encompassing term you guys think that's that's impactful in a good way on these communities is is that something that we need or you know more general is is toxicity something that has a place in certain ways or it should that just be totally removed i mean how does that affect these communities you think i don't know if it's just me but doesn't that whole sort of like villain narrative remind you a bit of like wwe wrestling yeah a little bit yep absolutely and that, that's the thing i mean in terms of like the greatest works. stories ever told you always you need a villain in order for there to be a hero right to yeah. to create personalities and, and lift people up i feel like they're necessary but you know a lot of people don't take to those people and a lot of people hate the idea of a villain existing and treating them in a bad way and 
I don't know. There, there's definitely a bunch of takes online about it, and it's it's something that I've kind of been seeing in passing, and I'm curious to see. What I think that thinks about it. I think that's more of, um, as far as being against it, I think that's more of a societal thing. How we're shifting. Um, well, I say I say a societal thing, but it's more like it, it's more an online online community thing like a terminally online thing yeah yeah where people are trying to be trying to be more inclusive and trying to kind of shut out that whole that whole general bubble of toxicity whereas uh yeah yeah it's just it it's kind of weird when you think about it how different how different you think there's one hand like the entirety of society and then there's its own bubble of online communities that are trying to be you know that again are trying to push away this whole toxicity vibe trying to you know i'm trying to be a good person kind of kind of thing where it seems like the whole other end of society is like Oh yeah, it's just collapsing around us. Like we're in our own bubble, and society is just going downhill. (laughs) (laughs) Juice, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm I'm wondering if I say what I want to say, dude. I know exactly what you're going to say, and I think I might agree with you. Preach it. Go off. I, I, Justin and I, back in college, played a lot of Call of Duty. (laughs) And dude, it it rots brains. I know we're all in the same spot. Man, it was a fucking blast. Listen, <laughs> that competition, that like that trash talk, you sometimes need that to kind of fire up your system, especially if you consider yourself a competitive person. If you're someone who played sports at any point, those things don't really get to you. Now, I get it. A lot of gamers don't play sports, so therefore, like you're not used to someone saying the things that, that people say online. I get it. It can be a little shocking at first, um, but I, I I think that like taking it to the level of it's 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 killing online gaming or you know we need to yes in any in in any and everything that we do there's always someone who takes things too far yes Mm -hmm. that's in christianity there are leaders who take things too far doesn't mean we shut down religion right yeah exactly so therefore i think that like we there there's a um there is a, a a healthy amount of everything that we should be willing to take just to understand just how the cookie crumbles yeah. and you move on. I, yeah. I agree. And and coming back to the, I mean, that idea, like in a call of duty lobby, someone comes in and someone insults you or, you know, hits you with a, with an insult to your mom or some shit, you know what they do. Uh, I mean, that, that right there is an isolated hero villain complex. You know, you get into that situation where you're like, that guy's a villain and if you fucking if you managed to outplay that guy and shit on him, that's that's a narrative. That's something that affects you and in some instances the whole lobby, right? And you, you get into this thing and it, it, it enhances the experience. There's almost no better feeling than shitting on a guy like that in Call of Duty, you know? You just yeah. you shit all over his life. You send him to bed, get him to log off, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> which, you know, it, it's it's a really interesting kind of thing here because toxicity i feel like has a place especially in gaming and i feel like it's it's important in some ways but i also feel like 
it's you know when people take it too far it's it's rough it it's hard to find the line for some people i guess and it's it's hard to manage Mm -hmm. um i I don't know man like yeah there definitely are people who will take it too far well and the other thing is i feel like so i'm all about progressive you know politics i'm i'm super left-leaning i i think identity politics are super important i think that um anything we can do to make people happier or more comfortable is going to be a good thing but i also feel like in some instances in some corners of the internet people are becoming a little soft i think that there are certain things that we should be able to handle or shrug off that we can't and i think that's due to a bunch of outside things but i think it's starting to seep into some of our you know some of our communities and it's starting to ruin some things that were once upon a time great that you know just a decade ago we were able to handle and deal with and no one cared like some some villain in a lobby saying some dumb shit was like okay well that dude's an idiot i'm gonna shit on him whatever you know and it's i don't know man it's it's a hard topic to talk on you know it 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 is uh yeah it's it's really hard to bring up uh especially especially when you support that side of things as well yeah. But I do agree, like especially when COVID started too. Yeah, we like at least coming from the online online introverted perspective, like people have become a lot softer. Uh, yeah. Generally, yeah. and again, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I mean. Yeah, and I mean there yeah. there are some instances where it makes total sense, right? Like like there's been a there's been a, a big movement lately to remove words from everyone's vocabularies that sure. people used, you know, a decade, two decades ago all the time as part of their, you know, regular chat. And I, I think that's good. I think there's a lot of words that that exist purely to hurt people. And I don't think those words need to exist. I don't think we need to use them. Um but there's a lot of other stuff that I'm like, really, this almost seems like manufactured outrage or virtue signaling or you know, some effect of being terminally online that's literally rotting your brain. I just, I, I don't, I don't get it, man. And I, I feel like it's definitely ruining a big part of our, our communities, of our, you know, narratives in some of these games that we really love. And it's, it's, I, I fear that we are losing a part of some of these things that we may never get back. Like yeah. I there yeah. I think there's a good chance that kids these days will never get to experience the glory of multiplayer gaming that that we got to experience just a couple of years ago. Oh yeah. And maybe that's the boomer in me talking, but well I mean <laughs> coming coming from that aspect of toxicity, like it's definitely there's like name name a game that doesn't have a ban system for you, you know, saying some sort of slur right yeah. now, you know? Sure. Um sure. You know, name name a game that doesn't do voice recording, uh, like a popular AAA game. I I kind of hate that because it's like, I mean, on one hand, yes, I absolutely use it to ban the the dumb fucking eleven year olds that come into a lobby and start screaming the n word into their microphone. But on the other hand, like that is a huge like privacy concern. I don't want to be like monitored for all this and the dumb thing is there are some games that have those systems that will ban you for the dumbest shit like Mm -hmm. there used to be a time in in the transitional period between where we were and where we are where the games would be like hey 
there is a safe place for trash talk and it's this and it you know it was like it was usually lame shit but it was it was them acknowledging like hey we get it you can be a little toxic it's part of the game it's part of the experience it's important but now it feels like we're moving in this area where you you can't say anything bad to anybody lest you get removed from a game and lose all the money you've spent on it and all the time and effort and it's like i feel like in defense of some of these genuinely good ideas we're moving too far where we're pushing we're moving the goalpost little by little until eventually it's it's so far gone that all of the the little things that make things you know like these games special might get lost but the the question that i have to follow up with that is there are some things that we gain from that too you know it's easier for some people to take part in these communities when there is no toxicity like that some people legitimately prefer it that way is the trade-off worth it? And what does that entail? Um, I mean, if I could just make a point, like, yeah. as I'm assuming the the only resident lady here, I think sometimes <laughs> it's um, it's a little bit harder for, especially like multiplayer games. And I've done a lot of interviews and stuff and talked to a lot of women on this. And um, if you play as a woman, as a man, usually people don't mess with you. But when when a lot of women like have to have male avatars online because they feel like they're gonna get harassed otherwise. Because mm-hmm. they're like, as soon as they hear a woman's voice, it's like, we're just gonna trash talk you until you leave. God, I hate that. Yeah, and I, th- I really and do I resent think, that. And I think that's kind of because uh, uh, obviously, um, a lot of my past features was a lot on a female-led community, and um, the toxic the toxicity is still there. You know, girls are just as horrible as boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But um, I think what makes it so difficult is that, as you say, it's those people overreaching that line. It's like, it's past competitiveness, it's personal. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. uh, And that, again, that also also goes with the whole uh, the whole niche communities nowadays, which again, isn't inherently a bad thing, but a lot of people don't hang out much anymore. It's again, it's discords of, you know, one to five people in a chat every now and then. And that's, that's it. They won't reach out, communicate with anybody else kind of because they're in their, they're in that tight. They're in that bubble that makes them feel comfortable, which, yeah, again, isn't a bad thing, but it's, where we went from a whole trash talking online big bubble community era where everybody was just like, hey, I'm just here to play games. If you want to shit talk, I'll shit talk you back to where I'm just going to I'm just going to sit in my bubble and play with my friends kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And literally yeah, like- mute the lobby every time I go in. <laughs> yeah. Well, so yeah, one yeah. thing that. Oh, wait, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say that, you know, um, when it comes to toxicity in an online community, um, it's rant. It's, it's, it's weird how some people can just kind of tell that you're black the second that you enter a lobby. And the second that that happens, it's, you know, hey, are you black? And I was like, oh, how did this guy know? Like, uh, Dude, and then from there, it's just over. The um, worst part is, is like, what kills me is, you know, that anyone that is like saying shit like that is, is white. It's, Isn't that fucked it, it's, up? It's, it's, well, <laughs> I, I'm not, at that point, I'm not even concerned about someone's race. I'm, I'm just yeah. like, 
Here we go. All right. Uh, yeah, all right. It just, it What's up? Realizing that because it's like every time that shit happens, it's a little like 12 year old white boy. And it's yeah, like, 100%. or or it's some older white guy that never grew out of the 12 year old white boy face. And I, I don't want to be like, <laughs> like racist here. I know that like, you know, connotations, you can't be racist to white people, whatever. That's not a conversation that's, that's relevant here. But like, it, it drives me nuts because uh, there's a legitimate conversation there to be had about like, is a lot of that terrorizing that's happening there to people of color because of, of like weird white people on the internet. Is that a thing? Like, it, is that a fucking problem? It's, it's cause, cause there's like no, it it's cause there's no repercussion. Yeah. yeah well, it's it, yeah, not there's, connected there's, there's to no their, you know, exactly. Right. And so, there's no, there's no but the thing is, is, is that brings a, an interesting conversation up that might not be, relevant for XP share, but that might be relevant for another discussion somewhere else down the road is why, why when given this, this outlet on the internet, that's not connected to your face, your name, your identity, why do all these white people suddenly become racist when in real life, they'd never do that. Uh, you know, there's, there's this, like, is it for the love of toxicity? Is it just to troll people or is it like something bigger? Like, is there this, this latent idea that's in these people that, like, they just fucking, they hide? I, I don't know, man. It, well, it drives me nuts thinking about it. I think at the end of the day, the, the few people who are the ones that take it too far are the ones that are having a shit time in their own life in general. Yeah, man. It's you, like, you can always tell who gets stuffed in lockers for a living, you know. Yeah, exactly. Know. You know what so, though? If if they're doing that shit in their free time, maybe they should be shoved in a fucking locker. That's all. No, I mean that's honestly. I think bullying is formative, and I think that uh, we should do it more. That that's what I mean. <laughs> it's like it's like they can't they can't <laughs> do that shit physically, so they take it out all online because oh, I can have an outlet to cross this line of toxicity without any repercussion and then go to school the next day and get a fucking swirly or some shit you know <laughs> yeah shove that nobody, in the locker nobody fucking does that anywhere but still it's just like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there's always like a great example of like when people have very extreme views um and things like that is um and i won't mention any videos but obviously a very certain political party <laughs> has a very strong presence online especially for the u.s obviously i can't say if yes else. And um, but then when they have like rallies and things like that, there's less and less people physically going there. And I think it's because it's easier to be this horrible person online than it is to be in person. Because mm -hmm. if you're in a room full of people who don't believe, don't believe the same as you, you know, yeah. there's gonna be physical repercussions. You know, I oh, won't yeah. say anything violent, but you know, maybe. You no, know. it's gonna be violent, and I'm gonna be the one doing it. Maybe. <laughs> like, if there's a if there's a Nazi in my vicinity spreading Nazi shit, it's always ethical to punch a Nazi, and that's where yeah. I'll stand. <laughs> uh, racists as well. It's always okay to punch a racist, but like, it's it it drives me crazy, and I think a part of it might be exacerbated by some of the the content creators we have these days. To, to pivot into another idea we kind of have laid out here. I think a lot of the biggest content creators these days are for one reason or another. Uh, and I could go into whole feel about how this is driven by capitalism and by, you know, uh, political grifting and shit like that. But uh, we've got a lot of creators that spread hate and that, that spread 
you know, just general toxicity and a, a, a disgusting way of living to young people or to impressionable people, not just in the U.S., but very much so in the U.S., um, but, you know, all over the world. I mean, we have people like, I'm going to fucking name and shame. I don't care. Like XQC, Aiden Ross, Trainwrecks. You've got like Fooseytube, uh, fucking Rice Gum. You've got the, the Paul Brothers. You've got uh, Drama Alert. I mean, all these people that it, it Andrew Tate. I mean, fucking ugh, gross. What a fucking loser. Um, <laughs> but they're gaining traction on the Internet, right? And I think that their existence and their just their weird, hateful rhetoric has kind of changed how a lot of people interact online. It takes one look at Twitter and the blue checks that are under the replies of every hit tweet to realize something's fucking wrong. Something's awfully wrong. I, and I, I think, think it, that... it is at least in big part because of these people. And I, I think a part of it is like, you know, people want to be different. They want to be trolls. They want to do things that, that like focus on them. It's a very selfish way of thinking, but it's, I think another part of it is just when you get people preaching things like that, then you pull people out of the woodwork that originally wouldn't have said that, but we're like, Oh, but if he's saying that, that means I can agree with it. Exactly. And I won't be by myself. Exactly. I was just, you know, yeah, I was just going to touch on that. Yeah. Uh, it's again, it's, you're being you're behind a computer you don't have any repercussions you know unless i mean come on guys all your shit's public if you live in a house if you have an id your records are public you know so somebody can get those it's yeah. not that hard like it took it took a good 10 20 seconds for somebody in a csgo lobby to find my old ass myspace and say hey what's up justin What's going on? Bro, what, what do you what do you mean you've got Paramore as your fucking number one listed artist on this page, you fucking loser? You <laughs> will have no about to talk about Paramore. Thank okay, I love, yeah, I love Paramore. I love me some Haley. I'm just going to say, though, their new album was mid. Okay, okay. That's it. That's it. I've moved on to, to Paramore sound-alike bands. Uh, the, the new, I, I can't do the new album. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just uncultured. Maybe I'm just swine, but, you know. <laughs> doesn't matter anyway sorry continue. i think i think the thing that worries me about like the whole and i hate to say his name andrew tate thing and yeah. like everybody toxic masculine and all that is i've heard little kids like being like well women are just objects yeah. you know or like um what was the other one and i heard a kid physically say it as i was walking past me but he was just like well you know men are like alphas you know we all should be better and i'm oh. like oh my god this is like where it begins and, it? and i think as much as we can, I worry about the little things. Like I worry about like when my my cousins are online. I'm like they're gonna have a bad um bad um image of their bodies. You know they're gonna see yep. things that you know are gonna make them feel bad about themselves. But then I think, oh my god, there's these horrible people. Are they gonna tell them things and they're gonna believe it? Yeah, yep. they have yeah. nothing else. I think yeah. if I if I can make the statement right here real quick, uh, I'll, I'll make this quick. In the future. It is going to be more important now more than ever for parents to do their jobs. Yep. For parents yes. to really show the fuck up and, and teach their kids right and wrong, good and bad, man. Because yeah, it's so easy to get access to the information that people have now nowadays. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to hear 18 different perspectives and choose one and just ride that shit till the wheels fall off. So parents out there man your your job become even tougher even yeah. tougher and yeah, dude. 
again, as a couple, like we're like an hour and five right now. So like a closing, couple closing things. Part, is part like, three episode? <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely a hundred percent. We're going to have to revisit this like September, October ish. When um, I think we could do a whole episode on what comes next. Like I, I think I would really like to talk about this idea of specifically Ooh. online communities that are like very persistent, like something like VR chat, right? where you have people that show up. I was just in there the other night and we went to bars, clubs, and there are people for real sitting in there drinking in real life in VR, you know, sitting up at a bar, chatting with each other, dancing. I mean, it's, it's essentially just like if you went there in real life, but there's a fucking like furry in the corner and like some dude is dressed up as Mario over there twerking, you know, under the spotlight. It's, it's, it's amazing. Honestly, I love it. Um, but the thing is, is we, we've seen a lot of like films and, and fiction that have talked about this potential future of us giving up our physicality to exist in like a virtual world and be seeing VR chat in the moment. It almost feels like we're very close to something like that. Um, obviously we aren't, we're a long way from something like that, but it is a potential future especially with the way things are going where, you know, things outside of a virtual world are getting increasingly more dire. And I, I would be interested to, to talk about that and especially to hear Charlotte's input on, you know, some of the, the potential upsides and downsides to something like that. Cause I mean, it's definitely not all sunshine and rainbows. No, I mean, I could... I, I, if, if it's okay with you, Kyle, I think you should definitely join me on some of the interviews. Cause I'd love to do them in VR chat and maybe yeah. we could get a few like cool box pops and go a club. I think that'd be <laughs> yeah, I'd be down. Hell yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I'd be down to talk about that all day and every day. You know, yeah. just keep asking me back, and I'll be back. Okay, <laughs> Honestly, anymore. let's just let's do a let's do a special VR chat episode where we do an episode in VR. Everyone, oh yeah, up. that would be. Oh good. yeah, I can do that. Hell yeah, and then that's just the stream we're in VR, sitting in a little room talking. That'd be sick. That actually wouldn't be a bad idea, just for kind of like a whole setting. Yeah, exactly. I mean, honestly, yeah, even just outside of something like this, it'd be cool. But uh, yeah, but I think we should do that. For, uh, I'm. Uh, we should definitely continue this as per usual. Uh, I, I think there's just way too much. There's so much to talk about with where we're at now, where it's going, what's going to happen, uh, especially how content creation is going to start shaping things again with kids on technologies the new generation vr chat i actually have a buddy who's literally in vr chat every day he's part Dude, of a discord uh chicken yeah i fucking yep. knew it i see yep. it. i see his ass in vr yep. chat on steam all the time and i'm like at first my thought was holy fuck how do you stay in vr chat like that but when I went in it the other night and I saw some of those rooms and those communities, I thought that game was going to be dead. And it's popping, man. And like, oh, it's so popping. It's mm -hmm. it's fucking insane. You look well, at it and you're like, I could see people like living in here. I mean, you could yeah. have a whole social life in there. You don't have to leave your house. You don't have to be, you know, under threat by anybody. You just show up. You're like, oh, I'm going to go hang out at the Super Kmart. And they've got people in their staff running the fucking Kmart. Yeah. Or I'm going to go to a club or a bar. And there's real ass people in there doing exactly the same shit they'd be doing at a bar. It's it's <laughs> fucking it's insane, man. And I, I could 100% see that happening. And then, you know, 
the mini games you can play seeing chicken on there so much i'm like i get it now i do i don't know if i would do it i i think that there's still some issues before i would invest heavily in an idea like that that we can talk about in the future episode we do but i get it i 100 percent get it uh so apparently he is he's part of a whole discord like vr chat community and he just recently um was asked by one of the admins to basically like head their events kind of like oh really basically like help him out with that too so uh he's he's getting really big into it so there's yeah there's definitely a community there which dude the second we get full dive vr where i just i put a headset on lay down in my bed and i'm there in the world i'll never leave (laughs) i'll never leave man never ever and that's almost a scary idea too right uh you know it's well the thing is where we're going it would it's scary to think about for sure but with the way that our world is working right now there's a lot of like beautiful shit to experience in the world for sure but i feel like we are on a one-way trip to an irreversible fucked up future idiocracy dude I feel like, dude, I mean, honestly, even just even just looking at like climate change, we have had I think I saw a statistic that said 30 of the hottest days in the last like 100,000 years of the earth or something happened in the last 30 days, you know, like it's it's fucked up. Shit's getting fucked up. I mean, the whole shit that happened down in in Hawaii recently, they had those Uh, huge fires and I think it was Maui mm -hmm. and those fires in part climate change. And it's it's fucking it's crazy, man. And I'm starting to feel like the argument about real life having more merit and feeling more natural loses some strength the more our outside world goes to shit. And there's really no conceivable way for us to combat a lot of this, except for a few certain things that I can't say online for fear of getting put on a list (laughs) that I'm sure will never happen anyway. So realistically, <laughs> as a backup option, it seems it's seeming more valid by the day. And that yeah. that hurts me to say, because in college, we studied things like that in some philosophy courses and being a computer science major. It was super relevant. Um, and it, just the landscape has changed and shifted so much that my opinion on it is like totally different now than it used to be just because of the same reason why I barely even want to have a fucking child put into this world. And it's that everything's going to shit. And if I have a kid, they're going to end up taking the brunt of it and fucking, you know, starving to death or going through an ice age or some shit. (laughs) And it's like, uh, no, no, thank you. I think I'd rather just full dive and go spend my time killing goblins and sitting at like a ye old fantasy (laughs) tavern and, you know, dot hacking it up or SAOing it up. than you know, fucking getting up, going outside and being disappointed again. I think, I think that can, that, uh, that should be the story of the episode too. Like, again, where, where are we going with the future? Um, but yeah, um, Charlotte, whenever, whenever you're ready, uh, give us a, give us a few dates. I think we're, we're so as of, I think we're booked for up to September 10th right now. Dang, um, we're kind of fancy with it. Yeah, we're we're keeping up. We're keeping up. Uh, I still got to confirm with a guest for August 27th. Uh, so I'll let you know if that's open. But go ahead, shoot me some dates. 
because I do, I do want to hear your final thoughts on all your um, th- survey responses as well. Oh yeah, definitely. And um, what I could put to you guys is you three is um, maybe we could when I've kind of got my old interview questions set up, maybe you guys could do it together on VR chat. That would be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Okay, have a good time with that. I'll, I'll be the what's a talk show host that you guys would know? Jerry Springer, but not as dramatic. <laughs> um, Hell yeah! Ricky Lake, Oprah, yeah, and all that. Jenny Jones, yeah. Hell yeah! Steve Dr. Harvey. Phil. I'll I'll be Doctor Phil. <laughs> <Steve Harvey>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Doctor Phil, Doctor Phil, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, honestly, I like Jerry Springer the most out of all those, though. I want to try Jerry, Jerry Springer. I can I tell you, yeah. I loved Jerry Springer. Like I yep. watched that show so much. It is <laughs> the epitome of like American trash TV. Exactly, <laughs> it's, it's the best. So good. All right, guys. So, uh, <laughs> feel free to get your socials out there. Uh, custom, go ahead. Um. Well, I'm fully custom studios in most places. Sometimes fully custom stew if they won't let me be that long. Um, but yeah, um, I'm just really looking forward to you know talking to more of you guys on the interviews and things like that. So um, if you do want to be a part of it, just sign in the form and you know we'll have some fun. I'm sure. Hell yeah, cheers. Uh, juice went on everything. Uh, I'm kidding. It's not just on everything. I wish it were. Some of these websites <laughs> are, are robbing me of my name, and it sucks. So I'm just going to put my link tree there for you. Feel that. <laughs> Cop. So true. Yeah, I got you. Hi, everybody. Uh, you've seen me post in chat, but if you haven't, this is me. And this is also where my link page is. Um, I stream on Twitch probably too much. Uh, I'm on Twitter <laughs> too much. Uh, so you can always find me in any of those places. In fact, I'll probably be live right after this, doing some Baldur's Gate, or did we want to do maybe ready or not? I don't know. I am um, 100% down for that. That's where you can find me. Uh, ready that it, sounds fire. As per usual, J-Dogging everywhere. I have not had it taken yet, thank God. <laughs> Praise Jeebus. Um, uh, started um, Starting to stream more on twitch so uh i'll be there mostly still on that boulders gate grind with kyle (laughs) i I don't see it lifting up anytime soon but yeah i'm 100 percent down for some ready or not tonight if you guys haven't joined the discord already um go ahead exclamation mark discord in chat that link will pop up and we will be posting another round of charlotte's survey for you guys to peruse and um get some get some ideas on help her out a little bit really excited what she's doing and can't wait to see what you come up with thank you so much for having me on again guys oh, of course yeah, I, can't. I i can't we we definitely got to continue this so shoot shoot me some dates we'll make it happen for sure sounds good until next time um don't forget to check the youtube Subscribe. We got a few uh, side quest episodes um, up there. Last one is our battle bit episode, which is quite hilarious, if I do say so myself. <laughs> soon, <laughs> soon to be, soon to be a couple ready or not episodes. So we'll. <laughs> oh, <my man. laughs> that was a good one. I, I enjoyed that one. Um, but yeah, show some support on the YouTube. That really helps us out. 
if you guys can spread the link for YouTube, we'll have the uh, Spotify link also in the Discord for you guys to share with your friends as well. Anything helps us out. The more people we, we can reach, the the better this is going to be at the end of the day. Uh, hopefully we could get a website. Uh, I'm shooting for the end of this month, uh, but I need a, a line of a few more things. So again, keep up on the Discord for that. It'll be updated soon, I hope. I, oh, I, yeah. I, I just... <sighs> I don't know. I think I just, I really just need to pull the trigger on it. So it, it it's going to happen within the next two months for sure. I yep. just need to get stuff going. But until next time, XP Share episode eight. I will see you guys next time. We out. Bye. Bye. Bye.